right there. You what? You what? You please, I don't know what to do. I don't care what you do. Just get out of my sight. I hate you. Okay, uh, welcome to Series 2, Episode 9 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining the podcast panel today is Liz. Oh. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So Series 2, Episode 9, the screenplay was done by Joe Boyle. It was directed by Costa Boats, and the episode synopsis were read out by Sabine. Feeling guilty about Brady's kidnapping, Patsy runs away and refuses to return to face Trudy. Back at the mall, Tyson fights for her life, while Lex distances himself from KC as Alice begins to uncover the truth about the explosion. And Ebony goes all out to protect her reputation. Okay, panel, we're going to jump right into the main issue as the episode starts off with the fallout from the previous episode with Brady's kidnapping. So we see Bray soon run off to scout out the immediate area, leaving Trudy and Patsy on their own. And Trudy justifiably lets rip at Patsy, who then runs off herself. Soon arriving back at the mall for help, Trudy is distraught at the lack of priorities and sympathy from her fellow Morats. So yeah, panel, I've got quite a few questions here, but what are your initial impressions of this opening scene? But the baby! I mean, <laughs> yeah, the baby. Yeah, it was absolutely horrible. Like, the whole situation was bad. I felt horrible for Trudy, you know, but I also felt horrible for Patsy. I mean, That's so, so bad for Trudy. Well, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to feel horrible for Trudy, you know, like, and then you got to see it from Patsy's point of view too and realize that she also has feelings. And in this moment, she feels guilty too. And yes, Trudy, I, I, I probably would have ripped into Patsy as well if I was in Trudy's, in Trudy's shoes. It, it's an interesting dilemma because you're, they, this whole episode is, who, who should you feel, feel more sorry for? Right. <laughs> Trudy. Right, no, for sure, you know. But like Bray and Trudy stood there. They watched Patsy walk away from Brady. They watched her walk away. And then they left her too. I don't know how far Patsy went away. You know what I mean? Like where she was and like, I, I don't know. It's just a really crappy, hard situation. You can't blame this on Trudy now. Listen, like <laughs> I said, she saw Patsy walk away too. They knew that Patsy was not with Brady and then they left eyesight as well. I mean, it's not Trudy's fault, but Patsy's also a child too. It's like I said, it's a really crappy situation. And I do feel horrible for Trudy. If I was in her shoes, oh my lord, I don't know what I'd do. I'd kill everybody in my path trying to find mm -hmm. the kid, you know? Like, absolutely. And of course, her first reaction is going to be to lash out at Patsy. It makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Patsy's the only one she can lash out to at that point. Yes. Because after all that's happened, she's finally there. She's finally being a mother. She asks for help. And when she finally accepts help, this is what happens. The one, the one positive thing she has going in her life is just ripped away suddenly, vanishing without a trace. Oh, I get her pain. It's, it's just be 
beyond crazy, you know? Yeah, and I'm definitely not downplaying, you know, her her pain in the situation and where she, you know, is feeling. Brady is the priority. Patsy yeah. is old enough to make it back to the mall. Yeah. She can get back home. Brady cannot, not on her own. She should be the priority. And I, Maurets definitely didn't act as quickly or as seriously as they should have mm -mm. in this situation. Trudy is not being hysterical for no reason. She's not just being Trudy Moody or Moody Trudy, whatever people want to call her. Like, she, this is it. This is a moment where she should be acting this way. And everyone's just ignoring it with a, oh, but what about Patsy? Exactly. Like I said, Patsy's old enough. She is a, a grown child. Yeah. She can make her way back home. But Brady can't. Brady's defenseless. Exactly. She can't take care of herself. Exactly. And then just to go say, oh, we'll just sleep on it, everyone. It was still light out when they returned to the mall. They just, they annoy me. Me too. Yeah, I just, I just can't with the lack of sympathy, empathy from everyone. It's like, yeah, Celine seems to care for a second. Until she learns that Patsy's missing too. Where was this care for 11-year-old twin Paul and missing? That's true. However, like with, with Patsy and Celine, Celine, you know, basically considers Patsy her child. So her child is missing too. I get Celine being worried. Yeah. But she also, she also should have shown some sort of like... I mean, come on. Celine took care of Brady for a while Yeah, as well. I know. But why couldn't both things be done? Why did it have to be one or the other? I mean, it's not like me to say this, but if Amber had been there, they wouldn't have just shrugged this off. No. As, okay, it's not important. Oh, we'll just look for the baby tomorrow then. Yeah, no, that's silly. It's actually quite awful, because <laughs> the reaction from all the Morats was just so downplayed, and it's like, this yeah. baby is missing. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, like you, like you mentioned, Patsy, she can make her own way home. Okay, yeah, it's, it is... At the moment, it is the city is relatively safe. She's got her Morat stamp. They all know she's a Morat. Yeah. She is actually yeah. okay. But this ba helpless baby is missing, and your reaction is, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll mount a search in the morning." We'll, no <laughs> one seemed to care or sympathise or give any empathy to Trudy whatsoever. It was just kind of disgusting, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like this is a triage moment. Why on earth isn't Bray even out there looking for his niece? I mean, come on. He's a big boy. He can handle himself. He could have gone looking even in the dark. He shouldn't have come back. It's shocking from everyone. I... Looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can ha mentally handle Lex responding this way. And Ebony. But everyone else, even Dal. I mean, come on. I just can't with these guys. Nope. I'm trying to shut off my, my personal attachment to the storyline. Mm -hmm. And step back and look at it as a writer. You know, because personally, yeah, I want to blow that mall up you know i'm yeah. so angry i mean it, this is also kind of slightly traumatizing this is literally mm -hmm. the fear i live with every day i have been on natural anxiety that's a little bit more so than a per parent's natural anxiety mm -hmm. to separate it from their children mm -hmm. i've had to actually get therapy for it um when i let my kids out of my sight i have panic attacks you know i I absolutely have to watch them get on the bus. If I don't, I'm going to freak out all day because I don't have visual proof that they got on the bus mm -hmm. and that they're safe. Um, I've gone through really bad bouts of it uh, where I would just stand at the window watching my son. You know, in those early years where he was allowed to play outside and I couldn't take my eyes off of him. I sent my daughter to a birthday party this weekend and I spent the entire three hours panicking, just trying to hold down a panic attack. I knew mm -hmm. she was okay. 
but that's something I live with all the time. So watching this, to the, to, it was it's a little difficult, you know, because it is every parent's worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. And Antonia plays it probably a little too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a little too well. Um, I felt it the way, just like Lance said last week, the way she's running to the, the pram yeah. and the way she can barely speak. She can't even scream. She can just gulp her daughter's name. And then she's finally able to get her breath back and start screaming, where is she? Where is my baby? You know, um, and then just the break, you know, uh, of the emotions that you're feeling. I entrusted you in my care. I know. I know people say Trudy's the last one to actually have seen Brady. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's blaming Patsy. But it's like they forget or maybe they just don't know. And there's some people who don't have kids and they've never had to deal with this. If you get a nanny who works inside your house, you could both be outside, but you know it's the nanny's job to look Mm -hmm. after children. You trust the nanny so that you can take your eyes off your child because it's the nanny's priority to keep checking in on them. Mm -hmm. If you get distracted with whatever you're doing, it's the nanny's job to make sure they're okay. So yes, Trudy saw Patsy walk away, but she's expecting Patsy to immediately turn around and keep an eye on Brady because that's mm-hmm. what she freaking hired her to do. Um, mm-hmm. I so I I don't believe I don't really believe that Trudy is somehow responsible because well she was there too. It's like yeah, that's why she brought a nanny so she wouldn't have to pay attention to the baby so that she could engage in a conversation and not think about the child for once. If You're right, she hadn't brought Patsy. They wouldn't have left the pram in the middle of the field. Trudy would have had it right next to her because she would have been on mom duty still. And I do feel for Patsy. My heart breaks for this child. And and I don't say this to diminish what Trudy's going through. Mm -hmm. I babysat a little girl, a a baby once when I was about Patsy's age. And I'd never done it before. And I thought I knew what I was doing. I almost burnt the house down. And everybody laughed it off. It was just an accident. And fortunately, my mother was right next door and I got help right away. But I really was traumatized by the fact that I could have hurt this baby that was in my care, mm-hmm. you know. And of course, Sarah Mary Jo does a really good job expressing her absolute horror of what happened. She loves Brady. She would never yeah. do anything to harm this child. Mm-hmm. And she lost her on her watch the first time she was given this responsibility. And what she says is, Trudy, I don't know what to do. You know, um, the terror in her voice mm-hmm. reminding me that she's just a baby. So my heart goes out to both of them. Mm-hmm. But I hate the mall rats. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Whole thing. I I hate them so much. I don't. So I'm trying to like I'm saying I'm like, what was the point of writing a narrative like this that paints Trudy as some sort of irrational villain through this? Yeah. I don't know what mm. they were going for. The narrative paints Trudy as though she's worried over nothing because nobody else gives a damn yeah. that a baby has gone missing. I don't know why they want to com- make it a comp- competition between Brady and Patsy being missing. Yeah, Like Maggie says, yeah. we can be worried about both of them, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But why, why paint Celine as literally not giving a damn about mm-hmm. Brady? I understand Celine is worried about Patsy. She should be. It's one of the children she's taken under her wing, but I just, I really do feel like she would mention Brady a bit more. Yeah. I I feel like Brady would have been her first priority, to be honest, because she's a baby. She would have made that connection, you know? And then, like, Bray, Bray, what is going through your head? 
I don't yeah. understand. He's not written to be given any sort of emotional response to this. His niece. This is the last living link to his brother. Come on. Yes, his niece. I can understand Bray's priority of getting Trudy back to the mall and getting help. I understand that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, realizing I need all hands on deck. I need to find yep. her. And it's just us. And Trudy's hysterical. And poor Patsy's run off. I need to get more people here. But it's like once he gets in the mall, again, he has hit with Tysan's situation. But I'm... I'm yeah. just not seeing any actual emotion from Bray. If he's overwhelmed, no. let me see that he's overwhelmed by this. Mm -hmm. If he's upset and he's trying to internalize it, give me a moment to see that he's actually mm -hmm. internalizing some panic that his niece has gone missing and he doesn't yeah. even know where to begin. I'm just trying to figure out why it was written this way. Because yeah, he, uh -huh. he, he just seems to flip to whatever Danny is thinking. Yeah, and I don't even think it's that. I think over this last, like, few episodes in the season you know first season or whatever he started to lose that like mm -hmm. closeness that he felt with brady the the affection the attention you know what i mean like we don't see much of that mm -hmm. and i think this is just really a continuation of that and i don't understand it either i don't get it at all this is his niece he helped birth her he did mm. yeah he did everything mm. safe Yes. She, she's his brother's child. We know what yes. he was willing to do to get his brother. I, I don't get it. No. I'm, so I'm looking at this writer and I'm like, what was your objective? And this, it just takes me back to episode one, where they're trying to accomplish way too much to the point that none of it has any impact. It's a cluster of emotions that we don't get a chance to feel. They're trying to do too much here. And I don't know why you would deprioritize Brady's disappearance in this episode. I, I, I just, I, like the people, everyone's showing the proper upset for everything other than Brady's disappearance. Yeah. 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 It's so odd. And you all pushed her to become more attached to that baby. And now she's finally very attached to that baby. And it's gone, and you just don't give it in. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying very hard because I'm like, I'm trying. Okay, I'm like, I can't think about this personally because then I'm not going to be coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, Anna, literally, as a writer, what would be my purpose in this? The only thing I can think of is that Trudy does need a reason for being willing to turn on her tribe mates in the future. And I, I mean, frankly, I think Brady's reason enough. But mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they, they needed more of a reason for her to be susceptible to Jaffa's brainwashing and almost gain pleasure from turning on her friends. Maybe. So maybe they wanted, because, I mean, Trudy does take this with her. I really do think mm -hmm. she carries this oh, with yeah. her. Yeah. Um, you guys never Everything with me. her from the beginning. You never yep. cared about me. You never wanted me. You never wanted or, me and my or daughter. Brady. Yep. No. So maybe this is a part of it. Maybe they're trying to paint the picture that from Trudy's point of view, it really feels like no one gave a damn and because they clearly don't. And But I feel like they're sacrificing these characters to make... I think there's a better way to do this. And mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, because it's, it's just so wrong because you know some of the characters do care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point though, yeah. Trying to find it. I'm trying to find the reason behind why this is written so badly. I can get behind Jack just being focused on the antidote, you know? Mm -hmm. And well, Lex, he really never cared about Brady. He's just trying to cover his own Trudy, ass. So, yeah. But everyone else. Now, Brady, yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. I mean, the moment Ellie seems 
visually the most upset by this. It's just wrong. Mm -hmm. I do love that Ellie, you know, cares. <laughs> feels strange that Ellie seems to care more than Celine cares. Yes, more than Bray it, cares. More than the people who've known Brady for the past year care. It do, yeah, it does seem odd that the one character that they had show any sort of, you know, like we need to find Brady was someone who doesn't know her that well. Yeah, and could be. I choose that character. Not, right, right. Yeah. I don't understand. I'm I, again. I'm. I agree with you guys. Some of them wouldn't care. Some of them mm -hmm. wouldn't say anything about it. Some of them would have different priorities. That is mm -hmm. fair. Yes. But there are people who absolutely should give a damn about this and do not express caring at all. Celine, again, I understand she's Trudy's her baby. I mean, Patsy's her baby, and I get it. But I just with Celine's history, I do not see her deprioritizing Brady. No. No. I can't. I can't reconcile that with her character. That's just not Celine. For mm -hmm. all her faults, she loves that baby as much as she loves the girls. Mm -hmm. And she would be saying, we have to find them both. She wouldn't keep mentioning Brady like she's an afterthought. In fact, Celine would be the one comforting Chloe saying, Patsy's a big girl. She's going to make it mm -hmm. home just fine. Yeah. You know, the same thing she said to Patsy when Chloe was missing. She's mm -hmm. going to be okay. She's probably hunkered down overnight. She's going to be fine. Yeah. But instead, they have Celine acting as though Patsy's the baby who's helpless out there and can't find yeah. her way home. And mm -hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand why they wrote these characters not to give a damn about Brady. It's so disappointing. And again, what it accomplishes is creating a narrative that makes Trudy seem like she's somehow in the wrong for being rightfully hysterical and yes. angry. Yeah. Yes. And the fans jump on it. How many people love it. feel like, yup, look at Trudy. It's her own fault this happened. She's being unreasonable. Who cares? Because the narrative has literally planted that in their brain. Yeah. And I don't understand mm -hmm. why they would do that. I mean, and, and you can even you can tell that they wanted her to come across as Oh, Trudy's just hysterical because they even reused like some of those old clips of her yes. on the bed. Yeah. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Such an important like, scene, and you'll do your why. And on a personal note, it just makes me angry at the writers mm. more so than I usually would be because you were downplaying the trauma of a parent whose child's just gone. Yeah. Yeah. This yes. isn't funny, you guys. This no. isn't funny. You know, people live with this every day. Children go missing. Why would you act like it's not a big deal just because it's part of your plot and paint the parent who is feeling this and going through this as, oh, it's just another day, another tantrum for Trudy. And um, yeah, it makes me personally angry, you know, yeah. uh, especially because once again, how many kids go missing and are never found? They yeah. have no idea where to look for this child. She can't ask for help. She can't crawl home. She can't even tell anyone her name. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a baby. And I, how would you go about finding, you know, you don't have the resources, you know, that you have in the real world, you know, the, <gasps> the pre, the pre-virus world, the TV, the news, you don't have that. I just have one thing to say to people who watch this and downplay Trudy's trauma and what she's going through and think it's funny. I want you to think if this happened to you, how you would feel if the police that you have called to find your lost loved one reacted like the mall rats. And now mm -hmm. I want you to tell me Trudy is being irrational. Okay? Mm -hmm. 
because it's like if this happened to you if someone you cared about didn't come home and you called the cops mm-hmm. they were like yeah it's a problem but we man we are swamped we have so yeah. many things going on that's exactly what it was too if we can find uh-huh. your kid or your mom or your dad or whoever we'll try we'll look into it but um in a couple t- of days yeah we'll come back in 48 hours and then we'll know if they're really missing tell me uh it's terrifying and and she knows that someone has taken her child this is a yeah. baby you know what i mean like someone has taken this child and the mall rats are just like okay yeah that's a problem but this is more of a problem mm-hmm. you know like they should have sent a search party out immediately discussed the antidote you know what i'm saying and that like but nobody mm, it, there was like a non-reaction if someone kidnaps a child you go look for it yeah like, I can't believe Bray came back to the mall. Like, I can understand him maybe taking Trudy back, but then immediately going out back out. Yeah. Like, it would have made more sense. Like, if, if he would have just come in and then when he called everyone, come over here, you know, and he would have just said, okay, you, you, and you, you're going with me this direction, you're yes. going there. I would have got that, you know, yeah. because he needs reinfor- reinforcements. But him just coming in there and hearing, oh, yeah. Well, great. Tyson also got blown up. and But they um, had seemed to have that under control already. It was just yeah. the antidote that they cared about at that point. Yeah. They knew who to put on that. Like, it, it would have been that simple. But they had this... It doesn't... You're, it, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Bray takes the time to have a vote about what's going on with Tyson. That's what he takes the time to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get that. Where I don't, every minute counts. Every minute counts counts i don't get it i you know what this would have been a fantastic transition into letting danny have more control in the mall Mm -hmm. if i was rewriting this because you can have bray come in and be like danny my niece is missing and she's like yeah tyson blew up and he's like you take care of things here i gotta get people out brady right that would have made perfect sense great transition for danny to have to start taking okay bray is not in his right mind i need to i have to do this yes i'll do this for you go find your niece all right you guys Mm -hmm. have to listen Mm -hmm. to me and everybody already kind of like listens to her anyway yeah Yeah, you know that would have worked and you know the only thing bray does in his defense i don't know if this is a later subject but i'm just bringing it up now the only thing he does in his defense that shows that he does care in some way and maybe is just internalizing his panic because he's overwhelmed, I'll give him that maybe, is the way he manipulates Ebony to get her yes. ass out there. Mm. Yes. It's beautiful. But is he still just far too calm? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way too calm. Yeah. And trusting Ebony to find his niece or Patsy on her own. That's what he should have. I don't, can't believe he didn't go. He should have gone with them. Like, Ebony wasn't going to let anybody else go, but if Bray said, I'm going out too, yeah, Bray what the heck would like, she have done? You're taking I as mean, many people that want to go. Yes, but he doesn't. Bray, and Bray is always claiming to be this great tracker, amazing at, right. at being able to see what people are doing, keep an eye on things. Yeah. And he just won't do this because suddenly the antidote's more important because, oh, there might be a crowd in a few days. <laughs> Well, those opening scenes go. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. This whole, like, it's, it's mm. awful. Like, Liz, something you mentioned before we started recording was, like, the tone of the episode. And I'm, like, I'm sitting here thinking about all the important events that have happened and the, the tone that was used for all of them, like mm-hmm. Zoot's death, um, Lex raping Zandra, the death of Amber and Zandra. Like, and then you look at the tone that's used here and you just think... <sighs> 
why why did they downplay it so much and then you have yeah jack <laughs> kind of joking about tyson being blown up and ebony had that funny scene with ebony having to have bob trek it's like what, what why do you think they, they downplayed it so so much when they've shown that they can use the right tone for important scenes and at that point it's just like this is on you joe boyle you mm. failed this plot okay? yes um i don't know what happened I know it wasn't the direction because Costa comes through in a pinch. And mm-hmm. so I can only blame the screenplay. I, it was written that way, you know, and uh, I don't know why. This isn't a joke. It's like they're laughing at their own material and this was the wrong episode for it. And mm-hmm. I mean, Jack saying it that way. Yeah, I can, you know, I can perfectly get Jack just saying it that way with a, yes, he got him blown up. But then everyone else you would know, look so at him like, what the frick, Jack? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That's the reaction he would have gotten in like season mm-hmm. one in a different episode. You know, the playfulness of Casey not wanting to be caught by Alice. You know, yeah, I, yes. You nearly killed someone. This isn't funny. I know. <laughs> I was going to say something. <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to get to that in a bit because, yeah, I've got to talk about that. <laughs> I just want to hit them all on Trudy's behalf. Yeah, I don't think I've been more disappointed in the Moritz than in that moment. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. I do not like the direction that they have gone this season so far. It's 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 so sad to see it happen. I wonder if this was um this episode might have been had the same problem as some of the others being filmed over time, so it just doesn't feel cohesive, you know? Because mm. again, you okay, have other yeah. shots when Bray's in the park and realizes that Brady's missing. He's reacting naturally. He yes. looks panicked. He's searching. He's looking, and then he's like Trudy. You know, he doesn't even know what to say to her. He looks upset. But all the shots of him at the mall, it's like this is another day. You know, yeah, and I can't they wonder. probably did that because just the same film. scene. You know, they were filmed so far apart that it was hard for yeah. the, you know the director forgot to say, "Yo, remember, remember this is where your mm-hmm. headspace has to be. Your niece just went missing, and yeah, it's very disjointed. It's too soon." What are you talking about too soon? It's like the most important thing about Tysan's accident is what happened to us. She needs time to recover. Yeah. Which of us would like to be replaced the minute our back was turned? I agree. We owe her more than that. None of you deserve to survive. So Alice pulls Tysan from the lab after the explosion and the tribe called a meeting to discuss their limited options, especially with Tysan's prognosis unknown. And yeah, we see everyone has a different opinion. The group vote against Jack and Ellie trying to work out the formula by experimentation. Um, Lex insists that they should have made Tyson tell them it in the first place. And Ryan notes that the formula seems to be the only thing that everyone is worried about rather than mm-hmm. Tyson herself. Yeah, Panel, what do you make of the overall dilemma that the Morats are in? I, I love Ryan in this moment because he's actually the person who cares about her, mm-hmm. about the person being injured. It just shows who Ryan is. Yeah. You know? And I love seeing it. Like when he started talking and I go, oh, there he is. <laughs> it was just really nice to see someone, you know, say it. Because yeah, you see Alice co- being concerned about Tyson. You see Ryan being concerned about Tyson mm-hmm. and everyone else. It's just about, okay, so what does this mean for us? Right. It's a good conversation. Yeah, because I can understand all the points that are given. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my humanitarian side is like, dude, given it, you know, give the woman 12 hours before you write her off. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, dude, you have no empathy for your friend, which really speaks to how the Marats feel about Tyson. They don't even give a crap mm-hmm. that she's dying. That's true. You know, um, 
which is just so sad <laughs> uh, because of many reasons. But um, but then again, they don't care about the most helpless member of their tribe being missing either. So yeah, um, mm-hmm. kind of not surprised about that in this episode. I do, I but I appreciate the maturity of this conversation. I think it's very realistic to be concerned immediately, especially if you don't care about Tyson, you know, I mean, the people who say that they make sense. They're the ones to say it. Yes. It makes sense for Ebony to be like, what does this mean for us? And even Lax and even KC. And it makes sense for Ryan to be like, yo, you guys, she's a human being. She's our family. We, why doesn't anyone give a damn that she could be dying right now? Um, and I did, it was, you know, considering how disappointing their reaction is to everything else, I was proud of them for putting this girl's life over her worthiness to them, you know, as mm-hmm. a product. Yeah. I appreciated that. Um, but I don't really blame Lex and Epney or Casey for bringing up the fact that right. she's the only person who knows this antidote. Mm-hmm. And we put her alive. Everything is in character for these characters, for sure. Yeah. So this is a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It is. There was one thing I just really liked about the moment Alice came out there with Tysan is that the first person to suddenly take care of Tysan to go help her medically is Dal. It's like someone finally remembered that. Remembered like that's what he does. <laughs> you, go to, you go to Dal. Dal's the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have that much more to say. I think it's a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I thought it was realistic. Um, it could have been the high point, but something more important happened and nobody cares about that. So they flunked mm-hmm. the episode for me, but it's a good, it's a good scene. And I, yeah. I, I, I like mm-hmm. what everything, everyone has to say about it. Um, I, I do kind of disagree with the fact that they voted no on Jack and Ellie trying to figure it out though. I mean, I think they need to give time, you know, wait till the next day. And if she still hasn't, you know, then they can, they can decide whether to do it or not. I think that's what they're voting for, to give her time. Not that they're Mm going to give up on the idea, like, we've never looked into it. It's more like, dude, could we give her a day before we meet? Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, We respect that this is a human. I fully agree that they should give her time. It's more that even people like Lex and Ebony don't seem to like the idea of Jack and Ellie trying to work this out. Even though they're the ones who are most concerned about, well, what's going to happen now without this antidote? I think Ebony's was for show. Yeah, I mean, just. I think she just, only voted against, you know, because she wants. Yeah, she wants to be you know, doing you, the formula. Yeah, well, and you know that Ebony always has a reason for doing what she does. Mm-hmm. I think she was also reading the room. Mm-hmm. That's Ebony, what I mean. She's teetering right now. She understands she's not welcome here. Yes, you know, and that there's she's only making one moves. She's been allowed or not making she, moves. Right. She's like, I can't give these people any more reason not to like me. Mm-mm. So you've noticed that that's how she's been voting since she joined. Reluctantly yes. voting with the group because she's reading the room. And Lex would be like, why don't you stand with me? And she's like, you're an idiot. Yep, <laughs> basically, yeah. Yeah. She's smart. She's smart. She is. I, and this, I, 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 I love Ebony, even though I hate some of the things she does. <laughs> I think she's a good character, but a bad character, you know? Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised that Danny gave a crap. I was very shocked. <gasps> You know, like he deserves more than that. And I'm like, really? (laughs) (laughs) Whose brownie points are you trying to win, Danny? (laughs) But then again, maybe it's because Danny does not want Ellie and Jack to be looking into the antidote. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Think about it. They were giving that green light. 
Like she already doesn't like the idea they're looking into any of this stuff. Yes. So maybe that's why she was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Nope. At least Tyson <laughs> doesn't give a crap about where the antidote came from. Yeah. She's not yeah. doing that. She's not researching anything. I'd rather her have her hands on it because it won't lead to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the whole it won't lead to me debacle with Ebonito. Oh, every time I see this episode and her reluctance to go out there try and find Brady, my mind just goes, especially with what we all, what we know now, is it, but did she think about who might have taken Brady? Was that already going on in her head with, oh, I think, I know where she could have been. I don't know, maybe, because now that we've, like, talked about the meeting episode, yeah. and how she reacted in that with the, when the Chosen came in, yeah. like, now I'm questioning whether maybe she really does have an idea. She's just yeah. waiting you know, and biding her time. That's why she didn't want the others to go with them. I, I, yeah, it, to me, it feels like that might be it. Mm-hmm. Because she claimed not to know those idiots. Right. Even though we know she clearly did. The way she reacted, she, yeah, yeah. I mean. She recognized some of them. Absolutely. Yeah, we know this is all lying, it? Because, like, later on, she goes straight mm-hmm. to, like, the cave where the Chosen are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all just for showing to for buy sure. time. Until she can work out what she's actually going to do. Yeah, for sure. And how this will be in her favor. Um, like, just quickly before we move on, like, do you think everyone's kind of reaction generally to Tyson just shows how, well, just how little friends and connections she's made within the tribe? Yeah. It does. It does. And I think it's sad, but I also think that's on her too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she didn't really try to, to be friends with anyone. She just kind of did her own thing, and then if someone interacted with her, so be it. You know, at least that's the way it seemed. Um, like, she didn't try to actually get to know anybody too deeply. And uh, the others didn't take her seriously. They never did. I think the only one who would have normally cared about her might have been Chloe. But Chloe's too busy worrying about Patsy. Yeah. Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, She hasn't attempted <laughs> at all to make any connections i think yeah some, no. of the, some of the kids have tried to come up to her and like see what she's about and learn about fasting and everything like that mm-hmm. she's uh, yeah it's, it's never we've never seen it the other way around she's never approached or made a, any connection with anyone else so no but if she can teach somebody something then so be it that's no. what it is you know what i mean yeah. like the only time she really interacts is when she can demonstrate something or show them exactly what she's mm-hmm. doing or like that's really it She's uh, Tyson behaves as though she was raised by gurus <laughs> who um, believe in a cool, polite distance. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see it a lot in certain teachings where um, the bigger picture is what matters. I mean, just for pop culture's sake, look at the centaurs in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. They don't generally care what happens to the human world. They know things are going to happen. Um, but there's one outcast centaur who actually cares enough to get involved and he saves Harry Potter's life and he's treated abominably by his kind because they're Mm. not supposed to get involved. They're not supposed to care, but he does, you know, he ends up having to teach at this school because his own people won't have him anymore. Um, and I get the sense that Tyson comes from that same school of thought because she does keep a cool distance and not care about people on a personal Mm. level because she was taught not to, you're above that. You're in a higher plane, you know, I, and it's part of her character arc this season, learning that to have interpersonal relationships requires investment from you. Yes, it makes you vulnerable. You can be hurt 
you can be shattered on the rocks by letting people in, but you're not alone. You know, it's worth it to make those connections. Um, but this is where Dyson still is. I'm, and I'm not surprised the others are, you know, the care they might have that she's injured is at most, well, she's a human. <laughs> at most, she's a human. I don't want a human to die. <laughs> I think yeah. there's one small exception there, simply because of the way Lex responds to KC. It's like, mm-hmm. he's not just mad about the risk of getting exposed. He's like, what the yeah. fuck did you do in there to her? Yes. Thanks to you, Tyson got blown up, you know? Yeah. Because even he, t- he says to Ebony, do you really think I'd do something like this? Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a jerk, but I would never blow her Absolutely. up. I would never cause her harm, you know? I mean, come on. This is He does have some form of feeling for this girl. That's going to be my wife! <laughs> <laughs> and you blew her up. <sighs> Yeah, I do definitely say, I agree that um, Tysan's distance from people definitely affects how they feel about her. They're not heartbroken she's hurt. They just feel bad in the sense that they'd feel bad about anybody being hurt. Yeah. Like, ah, oh, crap. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. I think. It, it, it sucks. Like, it just this, like I said, the whole, like, family, like, dynamic of, of the tribe this season just isn't really there. And I think we're seeing that more because we're seeing Tysan, you know, she's in the spotlight now. She wasn't in the spotlight before. We didn't. She was just kind of a, a, a side character, you know. Um, and now we're really seeing that. No, she didn't really make connections with people. This is, this is just the way that she is. Uh, it's sad, but okay, you know. And I, I don't know. It's sad. It's just. Sad. It makes me sad because they're not. They don't really feel like the mall rats anymore. Tragic. And I do think that's that is a point of season two. Where they feel less like a tribe and more like a drop-in refuge, which they officially mm-hmm. turn into by season five. But yeah, um, but I think that it, there is a point to that because if mm-hmm. I got anything from season two, it's that the Mallrats were ill-prepared for what they decided to take on. They took on too much, and here they are trying to control the city, but they can't even control them all. That's not an accident, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, um, they lose that family-oriented vibe inside their own home because they're too busy focusing on everybody else. They're not tending their own. What do they say about I don't know what the mm-hmm. saying is, but tend your own before you look outside. And, um, you know, it's you could say that Bray and Danny are the working parents who are never home, you know? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I um, I feel bad, but... I, I get that feeling. You're supposed to feel like it's just becoming chaotic in the mall. There's that warmth is gone. Mom died and dad is trying really hard to pull the family mm-hmm. together. It's like an eighties family sitcom now. Um, but it's not funny. Then again, mm-hmm, those yeah. aren't funny either. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I feel you, Maggie. It just doesn't feel like home. It doesn't feel warm. Exactly. That's it. Doesn't it. Feel like anyone cares if anything happens to you. It doesn't feel like there's anyone looking after you. There is a lack of unity, and mm-hmm. anything can happen to you, and nobody's going to pull it together and help. You're on your own. You really yeah. feel emotionally on your own, and I do think that is on purpose. Because mm-hmm. you see, you see, you see the little family units. You know, there are little units like Ryan, Celine, Chloe, Patsy. You know, and then there's other people that stick to themselves. KC, Lex. Like it's, but you don't see everybody together the way that it used to be. Honestly, I actually don't think they ever really recapture that season one Mm-mm. feel. I do wonder if it's because the world expanded outside of the mall. 
it that probably is the benefit of season one. We wanted to see so much more of the world. We always lamented that, like, oh, I wish I could have seen more of the world. But what we end up losing is that sense that the mall is all we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And that's something they had to sacrifice by expanding the world. Because it never really feels like that again in all the rest of the seasons. The mall never really feels like an inclusive home. Mm-hmm. We know that people care about each other, but never feels I mean, like they're all they have anymore. The, the most, the person who feels most like a mom throughout this is Alice. I love Alice. Of course, Alice would rise to the top of the episode. Absolutely. Because I mean, getting mm, done in this episode. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, 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 and the moment Alice isn't watching Tyson. Who does he trust enough to watch Tyson, her own sister? Yeah. You stay here. Keep an eye on these lackeys. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they're doing. Ellie did yeah. say they're nice, but they're a bit dozy. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was right there. That was my only real highlight of this episode. It's so upsetting. And I'm like, Alice is at least getting things done. Thank yes. you, sweetheart. She's like, I'm going to find out who blew up that lab. Mm-hmm. No change. She seems to be breathing a little easier. You had a break. I'm fine. God, this is the least I can do. Hold on, Alice. Uh, Accidents happen, you know? Accidents? Well, that's what it was, wasn't it? Who'd want to kill Tysan? But this isn't Tysan's doing. She's not that careless. Alice, the most careful... Look, I had Dell check it out. It's still in perfect working order. Yeah, let's, um, let's move on to that, because um, suspicious of the cause of the gas leak, Alice does her own investigation and realises that KC must have been responsible, and she vows to find proof. Fearing her wrath, Lex refuses to help KC, and Flout leaves him to defend for himself, vowing to deny everything. Um, yeah, Pamela, what did you make of the different interactions here between Alice and KC and Lex and KC? And, yeah, what did you make of KC's complete lack of empathy concerning what he'd done to Tyson? I don't know if it's a complete lack of empathy. He's a scared little boy. I think he is more worried about his own skin at this point. What if she dies and uh, what is going to happen to him? Like, he's already mm, and he's already messed up with the water, you know? Like, they already know he did that. Like, the trial. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, I, it... (sighs) But it, it, it makes sense for his character. Yeah. And it also makes sense for Lex to react the way that he does. Because who is going to, who's going to, who are they going to believe, Lex or Casey? Casey. I mean, Casey was asked the lab. <laughs> I, I know, I know. But Alice, I don't, I don't know. Alice is, is tricky when it comes to Lex. Alexi. Come on, we can't give him a, a pass for this. He, he <laughs> has no, no empathy at all. He's just worried about that. Yeah, Alex going to find him. He doesn't care about what has he actually done to Tyson. He, 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 oh, I know, yeah. He just yeah. He cares about his own skin. I didn't but, mean to. That's it. And I, no, but, but let's not forget, he's the same age Chloe and Petsy are. Yeah, but it just kind of really shows that Casey's always had to like just survive. Yeah, he, he, he looks out for number one. Yeah, he's always had to look out for himself and only himself. Guys, like, no, no, we can't just let him off like this. Come on. I'm not letting him off. He's absolutely <laughs> responsible. Like, it was a really <laughs> crappy thing to do. 
Like, come on, dude, don't touch things. But don't for touch him things. to for him to think of his own hide and be afraid of Alice, yeah, I totally get that. That makes sense. Absolutely, it makes sense. I hate that he calls her Big Berta. Yeah, it's not nice. But you know, he's. <laughs> I think he has a right to be terrified because if she'll find this out, then mucking out the pigs isn't the worst punishment he'll get. Right, and, and he's out on the street again. Yeah, his first thought. Of. Yeah, his first immediate thought is, "Oh my God, what's going to happen to me?" Because that's always the way it's been. Yeah. I'm not saying it justifies it. I'm not saying it's right. It's definitely not right. You know, like he, he needs to get past that thinking and start thinking about other people. But that's just not who his character is right now. Nor what a child that age would do. Yeah, they would immediately think about themselves. So his immediate reaction is, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Well, not every child. Most children. Chloe wouldn't. At that age. Chloe wouldn't. I don't know what Chloe would do. Casey is... is, He is... Betsy runs away. And and Casey runs away. I'm gonna... (laughs) I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right. Like I said, he definitely needs to realize that he is in a tribe now. Mm-hmm. It is not all about him anymore. He has people that can have his back, so he needs to stop sabotaging that. But Yeah, but that's what it is. For him, it doesn't feel like people are going to have his back. Alex right, surely exactly. isn't. And he proves that. Sandra's gone, mm-hmm. so, so who will take care of him? Nobody. They'll throw him to the lions. Yeah. Because that's what Lex will do. I mean, obviously, he's going to throw him to Alice. No problem. Yeah. I I actually feel bad for Casey. (laughs) (laughs) It was his idea, though, to do all of this. It was his idea. Hear me out. I don't mean in that, oh, he's just an innocent child. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's a victim. I don't mean it that way. Because that's usually my take on Casey. No, I feel bad for Casey only on one front. Casey is fully responsible for what happened. He shouldn't have been in that lab, mm-hmm. messing with anything, and he nearly got someone killed. The game this is not a game, little boy, you know? Yeah. Um the things you're doing are not harmless. Why I feel bad is that um Casey has never felt like anyone else in the tribe had his back except for mm-hmm. Lex. He threw in his cards with Lex. He was willing to tear down other people. Because mm-hmm. Lex was like, hey, I got your back. I'm the only person who's been nice to you. I'm the only person who will take care of you. So Casey was willing to do bad things to other people for Lex. And he's learning the worst lesson for kids who end up in this kind of lifestyle. That even the person he depended on doesn't care about him. You know, mm-hmm. as soon as he falls into trouble, Lex is like, you're on your own, kid. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and I feel bad for him because that's a really rough lesson to learn. Someone did that to Lex and Lex is now perpetuating it onto Casey. And Casey only felt free to do this because he thought, Lex has my back. I brought Mm -hmm. it to Lex. Lex thought it was a great idea. So I did it. And I totally didn't mean for this to happen. I do think Casey's sorry. Not as sorry as he should be. Um, and yes, he's definitely more concerned about himself because all kids usually are. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do. I never felt like he was completely remorseless. Like he did not intend this to happen. He no. is sorry someone got seriously mm. hurt. But his his fear overrides that. He's definitely yeah. just more scared. What, what mm-hmm. they're gonna do to me? You know. Yeah. And he he pleads to Lex. What do we do? I didn't mean for this to happen. I don't even know what I did when I was in there. And yeah. Lex is just writes him off. Sorry. He doesn't try to like calm him down or think of a solution. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't worry. It was an accident, kid. I'm going to help you get through this. 
You know, he mm. just, it's just sorry on your own. Yeah. Don't care what happens to you. And it's such a rough lesson for Casey to learn that he put his trust in this person because it was the only person who seemed to care about him. He has no reason to think anyone in the mall will forgive him for this mess up because mm-hmm. none of them have ever liked him. And him, he, this is his second big mess up. And the first, one, yes. Yes. the first one could definitely be written off as an accident. He did not mean for Tribe Circus to come there. He did his best to stop them. That was and, innocent. And the water. And the water, and the water was collected. But I, I, I blame Lex for the water. But the rest of the yeah. tribe doesn't know that, you know. Um, but if you've noticed, the rest of the tribe have never held Casey responsible for the water in the first place. No. Yeah. They never believed he was fully behind it. Um, but this is, so in the tribe's eyes, this is his second big screw up. Huge screw up with major consequences. You know, mm-hmm. even if again his actions were innocentish, you know, mm-hmm. he didn't intend to hurt anyone, but someone got hurt. Just like when he went gambling, he didn't intend for anyone to be hurt, and his entire mall was destroyed. You know, um, mm-hmm. so I'm always Casey. I'd be like, I messed up too big. You know, yes. I messed up too big. No one's gonna forgive this. You know, what do I do? I'm scared to death. You know? <laughs> and he's terrified of being back out there on the streets on his own. I am so in trouble and I don't know what to do. And I mean, our jobs as parents is to teach our children how to handle messing up effectively. You know, how to come clean about what's yeah. happened. You know, when yeah, but look at the role model. Yeah, he has Lexus's role, role right. model. He hasn't had anyone to effectively help him get through these big disasters. You know, um, so I just feel sorry for him in that sense. Like he's totally responsible, and it's just like, yeah, you lay with dog, you get fleas. This is what happened. I, I just, I do feel sorry because I'm like, oh man, this is a big boo boo. It's one he can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not an innocent little, <laughs> yeah. ah, you know. Um, right, Band aid's not gonna work. No sympathy for him in this. <laughs> you guys, nope, none at all. He deserves, he deserves everything that should have happened to him, but he doesn't get. But uh. Uh, there definitely should have been more effective discipline for this. Yeah. Um, um, don't get me started. Yeah. And not just Alice's witch hunt. And I feel like more could have been done with this. Like this could have been a very good. They don't treat it, it's a it's a lesson for Casey, but it's not one they actually ever use towards his mm. development. You know, um, again, it's just another event in this episode that whooshes by. And isn't allowed to have any true impact for the character. Um, I feel like a lot more could have been done with this as he's learning that he can't depend on Lex and how that affects him. But they don't really use it going forth. And then, and then it goes towards the jokey tone. And I'm like, he nearly killed someone. And now you want me to laugh at Alice's punishment. You know, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. It kind of turns into a Roadrunner cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, or yeah. almost a Panther skit of Alice chasing him down and ha ha ha, I'm going to get that kid. And it's like, someone nearly died. This isn't funny, writers. <laughs> it's right. not, this is funny. <laughs> I mean, I get Alice, though. Wanting to get to the bottom, bottom of this, getting his little sneaky little kid back for and finding out what he did. Maybe the original plot was designed with two different people. Hmm. Because it certainly feels like it. Like, on its own, the whole, you know, Casey doing something wrong and Alice chasing him down is actually kind of fun. If you ignore the fact that someone nearly died, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> remove that personal tragedy, that's a fun 
you know, play. Mm-hmm. Oh, Detective Crusoe, I'm going to get you. You know, it's, it's actually kind of fun. But yeah. when you include it with the fact that Tyson nearly died and the fact that Brady's missing and like, this doesn't belong here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Not that I need another, anyone needs another reason to love Alice, but I, I do like <laughs> how even though she knows it's him, she won't do anything until she can find proof. I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just yeah. love that. I love Alice. <laughs> love her. And then she torments him like it's a psychological thriller. <sighs> lets him see that she's done it and then lets him run because, oh, she wants the chase. <laughs> um, it kind of like, following on from that, like, it's kind of like um, Casey being scared of being thrown out and stuff. But, um, it doesn't quite feel. I don't know. How can I say this? Because of the setup to season two already, and how everything's kind of been was more karma, and the tribe and the city is more established. Like the, the streets itself doesn't feel as scary anymore. Because obviously, there's more cohesion and unity. So, do you think like this whole scenario doesn't quite work in that way? If you see what I mean, mm, I'm not it's sure about angry. that. It doesn't work as well. It's a lot easier to if you got kicked out of the tribe you'd be a lot safer than you had been. Yeah. yeah. But if you got kicked out of the tribe, any tribe, sure. But he got kicked out and he knows it will get known that the reason he would be kicked out was for killing or almost killing the one person that could make the antidote. That would not have been a safe city for him to live in. Mm, no, they, they wouldn't have let that go out. They would have said Tyson almost died because that would have caused a panic. Oh, <laughs> they're not going to tell anybody what happened. Yeah, no, but if she had died... <laughs> Yeah, but she hadn't. This is the reality we're dealing with. She has. She doesn't die. Yeah, but he doesn't know that at that point. I don't know. I can't give him that much credit. Casey's smart. He's clever. I just feel like... Okay, you know what? I'll give you this. They don't do a good enough job making the city seem like it's still so dangerous mm-hmm. that Casey would really be in danger if he went out there and anyone found out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just not feeling that from the city. And so I feel like even if people found out that he might have killed Tyson, Casey would have been long gone by then. He wouldn't even have to be in the city. He has a head start. You know, I, I don't feel like that's a good enough reason to be like, I'm afraid to go out there. It's like, dude, Casey, you're better than that. You, you could avoid any trouble. You can con anybody. So I just yeah. would have loved to see him end up in Liberty. Yeah, it's just the city just it's just sanitized almost in a way now. It's like it's not that it's not as scary. It's not as scary. So mm. like. It doesn't quite hold enough weight to this fear of being out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we keep hearing people say, I need my weapons out there, but we're not being shown a visual that they do right. need their weapons. Which I get it. Again, I'm not even going to dog them for that. They're trying to cover a lot of ground. But it's missing. It's a missing visual that season one had the advantage of. That mm. I just don't see that the streets are that dangerous anymore. And um, so it's just mm. like, dude, get the frick out the mall. Run. <laughs> <laughs> You screwed up. You better just start a whole new life. (laughs) (laughs) Go find Sasha. Think what you like. Oh, you wouldn't say that if you knew what the others really thought. So, tell me, Bray. Rumor is, you're losing your touch, girl. Is that right? Unless, of course, you can explain why the security in this place is about as much use as a chocolate teapot. You can't rile me. What have you done to improve things since Spike broke in so easily? I do my job as well as anybody. Yeah? You better get a grip, Ebony. If you lose your credibility, what else have you got? Spurred to action, Ebony makes a rousing speech to the militia in front of the others, although ultimately comes back with less than they started with having also lost Bob. 
Uh, yeah, Panna, what do you think of Bray's methods here to kind of persuade Ebony to do what he needed her to do? And what do you think about her reaction? <laughs> I mean, it was it was great. He knew exactly what to say. Yeah, he knows her well. Yes, it just goes to show how well that he knows her. You know, just a few simple words, and she's like, "Okay." Was no one surprised like that Ebony cared about her reputation so much? No, it's all she has. no, it's all she has. Yeah, it's all she has. It's literally it. Yeah. <laughs> she has no friends, no real allies. Um, you know, every relationship she has with anyone is tenuous at mm-hmm. best. You know, she doesn't trust anyone. And yeah, all she has is what people think of her. Yeah. And, they ha- and what she wants them to think is that I don't cross her. I don't mess with her. She's fierce. And she mm-hmm. definitely needs, as she's building up her militia, she definitely needs that. That's why she was able to coast on her success as the Locos. She was Zoot's woman and then she took over. And as soon as their opinion of her lessened, as soon as she brought a boy toy around, they were like, oh, please, you know, she's not who we thought she was. And she lost everything. She knows the power of public perception. And it's all mm-hmm. she's got going for her right now. Yep. Uh, the words he says to her with rumors, you're losing your touch, girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way he delivers that line, it's just. <laughs> he did well. Yes, he did well on that part. Is the security in this place about as much use as a chocolate teapot? I mean, who came up with beautiful. that? It was oh, beautiful. That's an interesting saying. Loved it. Chocolate teapot. <laughs> it, it definitely it, it, made me think for a second, and I was like, Yeah, I was like, oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> I get, who wrote this script? <laughs> <laughs> what is <laughs> happening here? <laughs> I always love Ebony's speeches. Like mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. Still got the power to come on, <laughs> and then we're standing there with Bob. She's the only one who has to stand on top of the fountain to, <laughs> to deliver such a speech. She's so small, but it works. Yeah, it works. She's got the power. Like, she yeah, great. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. It's like absolutely. She is. Like we're stopping and searching everyone. It's just it's just powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love her. <laughs> Although I was pretty disappointed that she didn't just follow Bob. <laughs> I mean, like she's smarter than that. She knew why he ran off. Well, that's the, the setup. Dog. That's she, the biggest sad, the she, saddest point of this is that she doesn't yeah, want Bray, them found. Bray, you sent her out there to find your niece, but you sent a group of people who are reluctant and don't have any investment in finding her anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're going to ignore vital clues that could have led them to either Patsy or the baby. You know, and mm-hmm. I get it. He doesn't really, there's not much else he can do except, I don't know, comb the city himself. I'm not saying he would have found her, but he'd have more points in my book if he had tried. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So I don't, I'm not like upset. I get that plot point. No one's supposed to find the kids. I just feel like their way of going about no one finding them isn't really well done. Because they don't even yeah. show them really anyone trying to find these kids. Yeah. There are two children missing and no one is trying to find them. You, I get it. You sent Ebony out and that's great. But why not other search parties from people who right. actually give a damn about finding these children? You know? Brian and Celine could have absolutely gone out. They totally yeah. could have gone on a search on their own. I don't know why. Bray With Bob have, and they could have found Patsy. They could have found Patsy at the very least. They, I don't know why Bray thought that it was enough to send Ebony and her militia out to find two missing children when they don't give a damn about either right. of those children. And that means he can relax and stay home 
and wait for oh, I hate everybody in this episode except Alice. <laughs> I just uh, I mean if you know that Ebony hates that baby because it's living proof that at the end of the day Trudy was Zoot's woman, not her. And why would you send her as the person to go find that baby? What's the point is that the Malrats yeah. are literally ineffectual. Idiots. Maybe that's the point. But it's it's not pleasurable, and I don't think they do mm-hmm. a good job getting that point across. They make them feel like they don't care about each other. Um, it's a very dark stain on the Malrats, and they deserve better than this. <laughs> you know, given yes. their past and yeah. you've made them seem like they don't care about each other in this episode at all. You know, nobody cares that one of their their teammates might be dead. And nobody cares that their baby baby mascot of the <laughs> tribe is gone. <laughs> and nobody cares that one of the children who was responsible for her going missing is also gone. Yeah. You know, um, that that easily could have still been a double kidnapping. Like, they just mm-hmm. don't care. And I'm like, way to crap on your protagonist group. Yeah. I, I do like Casey's part in the trying to find Patsy. <laughs> oh, I, I laughed at that part too, though. Because it makes sense for kids their mm-hmm. age. Okay, well, fine. Under immediately, Pete's sake. He did. I hate yeah. these people. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> he did find her very quickly. I was like, well, that was easy. Does he just always look inside of garbage cans? Did she make a noise? Because I wasn't sure. She made, she made a noise. I hated that scene, I'm afraid. I really hated it. She was making a noise <laughs> in the bin. And, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then... <laughs> Well, I'll tell, I'll give them, I'll tell them about your pictures. Okay, well, bye. Like, okay. Yeah, I mean, he, I, he probably at first thought, okay, if I find Patsy, then I'll have some, done something good. Right. And right. they might keep me instead of kick me out when Alice finds out the truth. But when she didn't want to cooperate, he was just like, okay, she's going to tell on me. Never mind. I'm leaving. Good luck. I don't like the scene either, Lance. <laughs> It makes sense for them, though. Oh, it makes sense. I'm not saying it's like a bad scene or anything Mm. like that. I'm saying I personally just don't like it. I don't like it as a writer because if you're going to keep comparing Patsy's disappearance with Brady's, then we have to not know where Patsy is either. The minute you show me that she's safe in a dumpster, I don't give a damn. Stop concentrating on trying Mm -hmm. to find her. Stop downplaying. Mm -hmm. Down, stop downplaying Brady's disappearance and talking all night about, oh my gosh, poor Patsy, poor pa- Patsy's fine. I just saw she was <laughs> fine and I don't care yeah. anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want me to care that <laughs> Patsy's missing too, do not show me that she's sitting safely in a dumpster. I don't yeah. mm-hmm. Also, again, you have this lighthearted tone of Patsy going, if you tell where I am, I'll tell them about the pictures. The pictures yep. that caused someone to die, almost. I... Yeah, but Pepsi doesn't know that. I know, but the point is, we do. We, the, we tone, do the tone. Yeah. <laughs> the tone. I know. The tone. But I mean, I, I get why Patsy gets to say it that way because he has no clue that I know. But why would you? I know. Him? Why would you put that in there when someone has nearly died because of Casey's actions? You're making it playful, and you shouldn't. Just don't have it in there. Yeah. This is not the time. Yeah, it it says something. Yeah, but it says something about Patsy's character. You just said that she doesn't know, and that's why she said it. But now yeah, you're but saying she, something about no, her character. She, do, she does. Yeah, the fact that Casey finds her and her first response is trying to blackmail him into, you know, letting her stay there, hide, letting her hide away. 
because they had a deal about that at first, you know, b- before anything happened. She, she used her power of that knowledge to get Casey to do, you know, innocent little things. And now she's just still holding it over him. I wonder if the goal of season two <laughs> was to make us dislike these characters. I am thinking about it. I'm like from the first episode, we're in episode nine, you guys. And honestly, can you say that anyone other than Alice has been truly likable in the last nine episodes? No. Uh, um, Even our favorite characters. They decided to make Trudy spend a bunch of episodes pouting and we were never given a reason for it. Why would you do that? You introduce Danny and make us hate her on sight. You have Bray totally forgetting his girlfriend. (laughs) You've got Celine snapping at Ryan. I like, did they just want us to hate everybody? It's only nine episodes in. Kind of true. <laughs> it, it is. Dang. They wanted us to focus on loving Alice more. I, I'm like, the, I mean, honestly, Ellie's introduction is dislikable. Tyson is basically got rid of the the saving antidote so she could play her chemistry kit. You know, <laughs> are you trying to make us hate all of these characters? I don't understand well, what it's the working. goal was. Yeah, that's true. Very true. It, <laughs> <laughs> it's nine episodes. It's not, yeah, nine episodes. <laughs> Has any of these guys done something likable except for Alice so far? Ryan. Uh, Even Ryan. Ryan is acting kind of. Uh, Ryan's teetering for me. He's doing some okay. weird Bob. things, you know. And I think Bob is perfect. Bob is perfect. Okay, I'll give you that. Bob and Alice. That's it. Everyone else is yeah, just. Kinda, everyone else that's is just, it. Yeah. Dal abandons his boyfriend to work on the farm. And he disappeared. Jack's already nagging on another girl. I, what is with these characters? What's going on, you guys? <laughs> I understand a shakeup, but Daniel. Chloe? I don't know. Uh, if Chloe mentioned Patsy's <laughs> name one more time, as <laughs> Chloe, I love you. Shut up. Shut up! It's not like you haven't gone missing every, you know, every now and then. Every Give now and then break. you disappeared, too. Shut up! She's fine. She brought back twice. And look where we are. I just feel like Chloe too would also be more emotionally intelligent and be concerned about Brady as well. Mm, yes. Oh yeah, yes. for sure. She totally would. She'd be like, "Oh no, poor Brady. She's just a baby." Well, but she'd be thinking about Trudy. Yes, well. and instead she whines about Patsy all up. I'm like, Chloe, Chloe, shut, shut up, shut up. I just saw her in a dumpster. She's fine, Chloe. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a small thing, but I, I was kind of annoyed about the se- the scene with her, Ryan, and Celine, because it felt too much like a playback to Patsy when um, Paul was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there's a piece yeah. missing. Like this doesn't work for Chloe. She's more. Uh, this didn't work for me. I just. I want to know why we're spending all this time with this family unit instead of the mother whose child is missing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is no empathy? Why are we not in the room with her? You know, yeah. watching her breakdown. Why is there? Why is there no empathy for her situation? But we're sitting with the nuclear family, like, oh no, one of us is missing, and we had a game board, and we're gonna have a metaphor, and blah blah blah, and and yet, yeah. we don't actually see Trudy again. Trudy has oh. vanished. <laughs> I was just gonna. I was just gonna say oh, wow. that yeah. they used they used an old clip in the beginning. Yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. she wasn't there again. for shooting. Maybe she wasn't there for ah. shooting for that episode. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Mm. I don't know. It's just, but the only two people who actually ask later on how Trudy is doing is 
or at least the one person who asks, is Chloe. Mm-hmm. Took her long enough. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Chloe, Chloe <laughs> asks about it, and then Celine inter- instantly goes with a, I hope nobody's forgotten about Patsy. Nobody can, because nobody stops saying her name this all episode. <laughs> and then later on, the only other person who seems to care about Trudy is Ellie with her. So what's Trudy do in the meantime? Wait in line? Yes, thank you, Ellie. Yes. That's... Yes. Uh. Why am I appreciative of Ellie this episode? Come on. Me too, girl. I understand. Because she makes sense and actually gives a damn. She, does. she doesn't even have to. She just does. Yes. I, I hate these people. And she also and she also does care about Tysan. You know, yeah. I think she was okay with Alice saying you stay here. Yes, you know? I will. It's it's like mm-hmm. you said, Maggie. You can do both. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I, I love these stories. Yes. Like it, it, it's, it's, and it's nice to see it from Ellie because she was annoying me so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I think it's more yeah. she annoys me in her scenes with Jack mm-hmm. because it's like just get on with it already, you know. Um, but it was, it was nice to see somebody show that they can actually care about two different things because she's a realist. She mm-hmm. understands that this is how real life works. Mm-hmm. Ellie successfully cares about Tyson, mm-hmm. Brady, and, and Trudy. Pat. Like, she cares about all three yes. situations that are happening right now yes. with more empathy than she even needs to have because she doesn't know these people. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. I just, I'm like, why was this written this way? And I remember watching this and I was like, I don't think these writers liked Trudy. I don't think they've liked her from the start. Mm. I really don't. I was thinking mm. about every time Trudy has a genuine reason for being upset and this is coming from someone who I, I was hard on Trudy in season one. You know, I understood her pain, but I did not approve of how she was lashing out with it and how she was yeah. treating people because of it. But her pain was valid and what she was going through was valid. And it often mm-hmm. felt like the narrative, even in season one, treated it as though Trudy was being over the top with what she was going through. And I'm mm-hmm. like, did a guy write this? You know, one who's never been pregnant or been in labor <laughs> or given birth or never nearly died or had to take care of a newborn or had right. a child. Like, who's writing this? Because there's no empathy given to Trudy when these tragedies occur to her. You know, she's always treated like, okay, time to get over it, like chill or whatever, you know. And I'm like, I don't. This is, I just felt like, I don't think these people like her. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a single storyline where Trudy was given the empathy that she deserves. And I cannot think of one off the top of my head. I can't. I really can't right now. There isn't one. The, the, the only person who shows a little bit of empathy for Trudy in the next couple of seasons is Mega for crying out loud. Amber. Amber does, yeah. I mean, Amber, Amber does, does in season three. Yeah. Um, Mega does not. I have different theories about that, but whatever. <laughs> um, I mean, is the, there are characters who show empathy for her. It's the mm-hmm. narrative that mm-hmm. does it. The overarching narrative is a Trudy. Maybe she doesn't deserve what's happening to her, but we're not supposed to care that it's happening to her. And I'm just like, why did you guys write a character that you clearly didn't give a damn about? She's yeah, just and they, your tragedy and they, queen. Yes, and they definitely cement that into her mm-hmm. character in the upcoming seasons. You know, she did all of this later, you know, late, she does all this stuff later on. So in the end, why would you have empathy for her? Why would you like her? If they just kind of ruined this character. They did it from the very start. Yes. Slut shamed for ever being with 
Lazoot. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, she's treated like, oh, her pro. Look at her. She's so needy, and it's like she's pregnant. Like, of course, she's freaking needy. It's the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, she's nine months pregnant. You know, she isn't given the time to recover from that. She's not given any sympathy for, you know, what that does to you, giving birth and having this child in your life. Instead, she's tre- the narrative treats her as though she's a whiny, spoiled child. And I'm just like, I'm, I seriously cannot think of a single storyline where the narrative is fair to Trudy. And it, it, tre- it teaches the audience not to be fair to her either. Unless you've lived through what Trudy's going through, it's only then you're like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. I'm back at it. Mm-hmm. And I understand why Trudy was that way because I suddenly went through that. But they do not try to make her relatable for a younger audience. Oh. You know, can't argue that Trudy has gets really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Throughout Ooh. the entire show, it just it <laughs> just keeps piling on and on and on, you know. Lex, the narrative has shown Lex, uh, you know, empathy, a rapist. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. the narrative has shown yeah. em- Ebony empathy. She has tried to murder people, and the <laughs> narrative has shown her yeah. empathy. <laughs> Why is Trudy like the only one? The narrative has always been like, whatevs. <laughs> because he's not like the standard other girls, and they don't like that because he's like, different. Why did you write her? Why did you write a character you clearly despise with everything in you? I don't Because they exist in real life. I'm not even sure it's despised, but it's like, uh, I'm going to have to come back to this, yeah. She, she just can't get a break. She ever. can't catch a break, you know? And like I said, they set it up for either, even more dislike, you know, after season season three, you know? I, I like understand they, in, writing a character, bad things happen to them. But the narrative often gives them sympathy for yeah. when bad things are right. happening to them. And I'm like, where is this empathy for Trudy's character when these things happen? Mm-hmm. Right. Even Ram gets empathy from the narrative. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, because his issues oh are visible. Gosh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> when the freaking villains get in this. Yeah, Ram's yeah. issues are visible. Trudy's issues are not, and well, therefore so, nobody. No, I don't even, even think Jaffa, that. Come on, come on, even Jaffa gets a lot of sympathy. Even Jaffa is given mental state. Yeah, come on, right from the narrative. Yeah. Or why he might have been broken and did the uh-huh. things he did. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's more broken. <laughs> and see, well, well, here's the thing, too. You know, with Trudy, they, they give us the reason why she did what she does, or why she does what she does in the, you know, in season three. Yeah. Like, to protect her child, it was the only way to stay with her, right? Um, but we don't get that redemption because they continuously bring it up. Even after season four, you see yeah. characters, you know, continue, well, you were the supreme mother. Like, you did this. Like, I can't forgive you for that. Or, you know, stuff like that. But you're right. Jaffa gets more sympathy. Ram gets... It's... it's it, They just set her up for failure every single time. Something bad happened to her. And she still ended up being the villain. Yeah. She's always... She's always yeah. the bad guy. Nobody seems... The narrative just does not care what's mm-hmm. happened to her. And never says, gee, this is awful what's happening to her. You know? It's just brushed yeah. under the rug. And I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking at May in a cage after betraying oh. everyone. <laughs> oh my god. And even he gets to be like, oh, poor no. me. And the narrative is, narrative is like, yeah, we should feel sorry for people like May. You know? And I'm just like, mm. are you kidding me right mm. now? I'm supposed to feel sorry for Jay right now? Narrative? You telling right. me? <laughs> yeah. And that's why I will always defend Trudy. I, I get it. I love Trudy. 
Mm-hmm. And I think they do her wrong. She has such a good character, you know, and she still continues to to develop, you know, like she still continues to come back and try to be that sympathetic, that that character that she wants to be, that mother, that that good friend, you know, mm-hmm. despite what has happened to her, she still tries. I mean, it, you know, there's something wrong when your narrative basically redeems characters who have done the most hateful, cruel, yeah. horrible things. And all the fans are like, I love them. Mm-hmm. No, I understand mm-hmm. why Lex is the way he is. He's broken. Things have happened to Lex, you know, or I love yeah. Ebony. I know <laughs> Ebony's evil and I know she tries to kill people, but poor <laughs> Ebony. And then he said the right comments on videos like, oh, Trudy's a terrible mother. <laughs> Trudy the moody. And I'm like, I hate you writers so much for doing this. Oh, yes. Character. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, people listening to yourselves, and that's the narrative's fault because the narrative mm-hmm. has never been in Trudy's corner, and nope. I don't know why. I don't get it either. She's a wonderful character. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode, which um, is some two powerful cliffhangers. I thought. Um, so the first is that we have Brady stripped of the heathen's possessions and declared the daughter of the one true God, and in the second. We see the shocking revelation that Tysan has amnesia. So yeah, panel, what were your thoughts about the cliffhangers? For a moment, I was afraid for Brady's life. Same. Because, well, you know, she's going to be reunited with Zoot. Right. That was, that was, I was scared for uh, just a moment, you know. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, what's going to happen? Because I really didn't know what the show was capable of yet. No, and I mean, I kept, I remember, especially the first time I watched it, all those years ago, I kept going back and forth mm-hmm. because I wasn't entirely sure that Zoot was actually dead because of the scenes okay. in the end credits. Okay. Because you see Trudy dancing with him. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I kept going, kept thinking with her, wait, are we sure he's dead? Is he going to be reunited with him like physically or are they just going to kill her? What are these idiots going to do? I was gen- I was I was scared for her too. Absolutely. Um I think it does a really good job of It's a gut punch both of these cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz it's like Yeah. I wasn't I don't know how concerned I was about Tyson's life. I mean, she looked fine and so yeah. I was mm-hmm. having trouble buying into the fact that she might actually be in danger, but okay, fine, she's in danger. So when she woke up, it was like, "Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's great." I'm glad this child survived something she totally shouldn't have survived. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And without a scratch. You go, girl. Yeah, Um, I said yes. mm -hmm. No scratches. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. (laughs) um, She's fine. But yeah, when she says, you know, she's says this. I thought it was weird when she's like, you have a nice smile. It was odd. I was like, Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like Ty San. Yes. It was a weird thing for her to open with. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Tyson doesn't compliment people. No. <laughs> you know? No. So when she first says it, I'm like, okay, okay, you know. But then she says it to everyone. I was like, what's wrong with this girl? How hard did she bang her head? You yeah. Know? And then she's like, but I don't know who any of you are. I was like, you know what? I hate all of you this episode. You totally deserve this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Figure this one out. Um, they deserve the her not remembering anything. <laughs> I think they I think they did. I was just bitter. I was just bitter at the end of the episode. It, was, so. it, it definitely sucks though, man. It does. Oh, gosh. I was like, oh boy. I think it was bitter because it was like I want them to focus on Brady and all the yeah. stuff that's happening so they can't. 
Mm. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm genuinely afraid of this baby who's in the cave with a guy who literally just said, I'm going to reunite you with your father. Right. And, like, and then smeared blood over her. What head. the fuck? <laughs> is <laughs> Yes. You know, I was genuinely concerned. And again, it was a huge trigger. And I'm like, I'm great. Tyson's alive. Fine. That's fantastic. Somebody find this baby. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean... These are the same people who burned one of their own after he died and said he was being reunited with suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it was. Hangout, we oh had that too. Wow. <laughs> so they definitely, I know they mean they're, I'm thinking they're going to kill her, you know? Mm. Use her blood for some strange ritual? I, yeah, like I don't know what was going to happen. Like I said, at this point, I didn't know what they were quite capable of yet with this show. Uh, so yeah, I was definitely terrified for her life. It, it's a good, it, it's a good cliffhanger. I'll give it that. Yes. Even though I yes. don't care for this, most of the execution of this episode, um, the opening scene with Trudy's reaction to her daughter and this last, this ending scene mm-hmm. are very good bookends. Yeah. I don't care for much of the crap in the middle, but nope. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bookends are good. But somebody find a little baby now. And the thing is, I'm not one of those people whose heart is moved just because you put a child in danger in a story. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's just like, oh, no, you got to find the kid. Because I'm usually like, they ain't doing anything to that kid. You know, someone's going to yeah. die saving the kid. Kid's fine. But I <laughs> I will say this was genuinely effective for me. It was really well done. And I did feel for the innocence of this child. I was able to buy into the scenario, you know, like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so messed up. You know, and mm-hmm. somebody get this baby. I didn't, you know, like logically, I'm like, I don't think they're going to do anything to her. I don't think they'd go that far. But then again, <laughs> <laughs> then again, they just, <laughs> them exactly. they just blew up a pregnant woman a couple of yeah. episodes. Yeah, yeah, they did. They, they totally did. So, they did. Yeah. Um, yeah um, so it was effective. And usually it's not. Usually you don't get my sympathy that way. And, but I was genuinely worried for her, this innocent baby girl. And my heart was breaking for her mother. And I wanted yes. to hurt a lot of people. I really did. And mm-hmm. so did I. Like, get off your ass and give a damn. I don't like this episode, though. No. It's got good points. But as a whole, I think it's an incoherent total mess. And it's dumb. It just, it's like the characters are written to be unlikable for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know why. Just, yeah. Nine episodes in, and you haven't given anybody but Alice a redeeming quality. What the heck's happening here? Uh, oh, how I like Antonia's acting in this episode. Yeah, it's great. It was great. So <laughs> believable. I love the idea of, of Antonia. Like they're like action, and she just lays it on the floor, and then she's like, "Okay, I gotta go. Okay, let's go the episode without me. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> turns it off that fast. Okay. I don't know how she and Sarah Major did that scene because that was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> just when Trudy just, she just can't even speak. She's just visibly shaking. And like, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> uh, Patsy looked genuinely terrified. No <laughs> wonder Sarah's crying. I wouldn't want to act. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Acting that. or not. <laughs> I think oh. she might actually kill me. <laughs> I still I, I agree with you guys. They both stole that scene. It's fantastic mm-hmm. acted. Sarah Major came through in a clutch again with them tears. Like yes, you go, baby did. girl. <laughs> she knows how to put that shine on. Mm-hmm. Like well done, sweetie. And a bad eight. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was just really good. Like powerhouses. Like brazy odd one out. Like Dwayne, <laughs> come on, let's go. 
the ladies are stealing the scene from you. <laughs> hmm. Okay, cool. Um, that brings series two, episode nine to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And if you'd like to take part in a future episode of Conversation Eagle Mountain, then you can fill out the form over on our website, thetribe.co.uk, or send us a message on our Facebook page. So we'll see you next time for episode 10. Until then, bye. 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 Bye.